Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. What's really good, ladies and gentlemen, what's really good? Let's get the show on the road. Today, I want to talk about a few things. There are things that you should be doing in your sales process, in your business to help. The word is, I want to say, you should be, you should be, how can I put it? Let me think how I can put it so it'll make sense in a relationship term. There should be seeds you should be planting that will help you create upsells way after you've sold the client. That's a good way to put it. We're going to put it like that. But first, before we get into it, before we talk about it, because I'm going to help it make sense, I'm going to ask that you guys post where you're from. All my new people, all my people who first time on here, definitely post where you're from. We're going to roll these graphics, and we're going to get right into what I'm talking about. Let's do that. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures... This is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's really good? If this is your first time on this channel, my name is Ty. I'm a former Army combat photographer and the owner of Flash Film Media. And here at Flash Film Academy, this is where creatives learn business. Today, we're going to talk about some things to help you get more upsells, to help you make sure you uh, have a client for life. Little things that I'm going to explain how they work in other businesses, and then I'm going to help you implement it in your business. Right. So big shout out to everybody all over. We got Colorado. We got North Carolina. We got Albuquerque. We got all kind of California. We got my boy Parker over in Moorhead representing South Florida. 
Philippines. I love my international players. Australia, what's up? What is good? Ohio just left Illyria. I'll tell you a crazy story about Illyria, right? Real crazy story, real quick to get the party to get it started. Just a side note, a tie tale. I used to catch the Greyhound from Detroit to Cleveland because I have family there all the time, every summer. And we used to always stop in a city called Illyria. And I always said, one day when I have, if I have a daughter, I'm going to name her Illyria. And I remember my um, my stepmother was pregnant. My, my father's uh, wife was pregnant and she had a daughter and she was looking for a name. And I was like, name her Illyria. And she did. And I named my sister Illyria, but she spelled it with an A. Crazy story, but it just popped up. I had to tell it. I had to share it with y'all. So I pretty much named my sister and uh, I rub it in her face every chance I get whenever I need her to do something. So. We, you know, we got to definitely do it. We, we uh, watch it from the day job in Plano. We right up the street, fam. Right up the street. PG County, Maryland. I was out there stationed at um, Fort Meade out there. Not too far. So that's what's up. We got the Crypt. We got San Jose. We got Ghana. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about a few things real quick. Let's talk about a few things when it comes to planting seeds that I want you to start to think about as you grow your photography, videography, podcasting, your content creation business. And I'm gonna give you some examples of companies that plant seeds or do things to have access to you on a ongoing basis in order to upsell you, right? Um, one of the biggest companies or businesses that you deal with all day, every day that does this is your doctor. Right. Your doctor charges your insurance company for every visit. So when you come in there for one thing, they write you a prescription. You're getting paid off that prescription. Remember, as content creators, we're now writing prescriptions, right? We're not drug dealers no more. Cleveland, what's up? We're not drug dealers no more. We're not just giving this for everybody. We're writing prescriptions based off the needs of the client. And then we're going to set up a follow up appointment, right? What your what your uh what your doctor usually do is he sets up a follow-up appointment so that he can see how things are going. Now, sometimes on that follow-up appointment, he has to write you a different prescription. He has to do a different MRI. He has to do a CAT scan. He has to do more blood work. Those are upsells. It may feel nice because it's dealing with health, but he's there to make money for his company. Now, he's, he's definitely worried about your health, and if you had a doctor that didn't display that correctly, you you wouldn't trust them. So a doctor's job, really 50% of it is customer service, is making you feel nice and warm inside, making you feel like he cares a lot about your health. But with anything that you do over and over again, you kind of lose touch. You ever see the, the old uh, detective movies and the guy standing over a body with a donut? And he's like, yep. He's jacked. You kind of lose touch. However, they're trained to show empathy, sympathy, to care about their patients. And they do that with they, they, they do that on a daily and they provide follow ups. Right. With those follow ups, they're still making money. You'll come in for one thing. My knee hurt. They'll give you a knee brace, some Tylenol. Write Write you the prescription for the knee brace. Write you the prescription for the Tylenol. Tell you to come back in two weeks. When you come back in two weeks. 
They're charging your insurance company again. They're running another test. That's just the way things work. Their business model work. You'll go in for a common code. They'll have you come back multiple times to make sure things are fine. That's just how they make money. When you look at it, it, it totally makes sense. Let me give you another business model, another business that does this, that found a way to do it. Dealerships. You ever buy a car from a dealership and they give you three years worth of oil changes for free? It's because they know they can make that money back in upsells. What's the cost of an oil change for a dealership? Usually very little. Somewhere around $20 to $30 per oil change. However, whenever you go back for an oil change, they're, they're completely inspecting your car to find other things wrong with it. Hey, you need tires. We need to do this. We need to add that. We need to get this. We need to get that. They're doing everything. They're doing everything in the world to upsell you. Real quick, I'm starting to get messages. I got you. I got you. We're going to put it on the screen. Um, they're doing everything to, to upsell you. There you go. They're doing everything to upsell you. Not only are they looking to upsell you on maintenance in your car, they'll let you take home a new car so that when you get back to drop it off, the salesman is greeting you. I own a Cadillac before. That's exactly, I will get an oil change. Like, yo, we're backed up. Hey, big fella, we're going to put you in the Escalade. Y'all don't got time to do an oil change? No, we're going to need to keep it till Monday. We're going to put you in the oil change. We're going to put you in the, uh, in the Escalade. I get the Escalade all weekend. Love it. Come back. I don't want to get back in my car. They know what they're doing. They definitely know what they're doing. Um, and it's done, the, the money they make off upsells on making sure that your car need other things, maybe even putting you in a new vehicle. Hey, you know, we got to, you know, you can lease this for, we already pulled up your stuff in your last purchase. You can get in this car for $30 more a month. You sure you want to go back to that? But it's all, it's all a, a trick. I'm going to say a trick, but it's a business move to upsell. And it only costs them the cost of oil. So if you flush your transmission fluid one time, if you get a new headlight one time, if you get minor things one time, they recoup that money and some. That's why they're giving you free car washes and free oil changes. It costs them nothing. A car wash is $2. If I gave you one every day of the month, it'll be $60 max. And we already know you're not coming every day of the month. Max, you come in 10 days. And that's a lot. So it's $20 a month. They're doing things like that in order to bring you back to the dealership so that they have the, the benefit of upselling. They have the opportunity to upsell you, to sell you something else. We're going to talk about how to do that with your business because you should be focusing on ways to get the most out of current clients. I, this is no longer a, a one time here and I'm gone. See you later. I'm going to do a video for you peace. I'm going to go get more clients type of type of gig anymore. There's no reason to do that because clients need content daily day. And that's just social media. We're not talking about training, communication, any of that. We're not talking about content created for customers walking in the door. None of that. We're talking about just social media. They need to post five times a week. Pictures, video, if they're doing podcast they need to put out a short 60 second podcast almost daily yes we're getting to the point where we're doing that some of my favorite podcasts post daily 
So if you are here and you're creating just you're doing just audio capture, you're just you want to just create podcasts to record. There's still a daily market for you. You can still live off recording. If you have a music studio and you've been trying to go after rappers and all, stop. No. Go after companies that need podcasts in your music studio studio. Find a way to make it mobile. Go to the doctor's office and record the doctor. Start to do the research on, on clients and people who are listening to podcasts. It's a lot of reasons companies are looking to keep you in and out of the building and they don't want to have to hound you down. They're giving you something for free to bring you in. They're not spending a ton of money on average. Why spend, why spend money? Listen, everybody in business know, and if you don't know, now you know, it's five times cheaper to bring a customer back to rebuy something than it is to get a new customer. Five times cheaper. So, and you got a client who they know what your work is like. They know what the cost is. They know what every they, They're like, yeah, let's go. Pull the trigger. Let's do it. Let's do it. When I go to my repair guy on, on my car and he's like, we need X, Y, and Z. I'm like, let's do it. I've been there before. I know his work. If he say it, I trust him. He's not, he ain't going to BS me. He's going to shoot it straight. He's going to keep it real. Let's do it. I need it. You sure? Let's do it. We don't want the tie rods to go bad. We need to pull the trigger on it. Let's do it. So, um, you want to make sure that you're starting to build your brand to offer upsells like that. You want to make sure you're starting to do that. And it's important that you realize what businesses are doing so that you can prepare your business to do the same. You don't got to reinvent the wheel. You just got to look at what's working and say, okay, how can I shape my shape that around my company? How can I shape my business around that? Real quick, um, bef- and we, before we talk about that, I want to, I want to, we're trying to format this thing. I want to go into the sponsor of this video. The sponsor of this video, you know who it is. It's us here at Flash Film Academy. Let's roll this real quick. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problem. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to Fly flashfilmacademy.com today to get started use promo code pod5 that's p-o-d-5 to save 15 percent off this course perfect perfect also don't forget boom we got three for free plus a contract over at flash from academy all right now that you know that and knowing that's half the battle on my gi joe cats let's talk about ways you can do it 
right? One of the biggest things I run into as a content creator, especially when we create video and we provide video to a client is clients don't know where to post it, when to post it, how to post it. So what we do, whenever we sell content, sell video, we have a 30 day kind of not a return policy, but a checkup where we follow up with the client. We set it in our date. Once we deliver the video, Hey, 30 days from now, we're going to follow up with you to see how the video is doing to see how it's doing, right? Let me tell you what I've gotten out of that, doing that, simply by doing that. I wanna sit down with you, whether it be a Zoom call, excuse me, whether it be a Zoom call or we go to the office and we wanna look at the performance of the video. If the video is underperforming, then we're going to suggest ways to make it perform. Now, a lot of times the video is underperforming, especially, I love it when a client posts their video on YouTube because I know YouTube, right? We can look at thumbnails, we can look at keywords, we can look at, um, does the video has clo have closed caption? If it's a longer video, does it have timestamps? There are ways we can make the video more SEO friendly. And if they have not done that, during the follow-up, we'll look at it and make suggestions. With those suggestions, we'll offer upsells. Sometimes we get comments like, you know, the clients that's watching the video, they don't really understand what's going on or we need more detail. And I would suggest more video. Hey, maybe we should do a more detailed video. Maybe we should split this into two videos. Maybe we should do a video for this client, this type of client and a video for that type of client instead of bringing them into both. You want to offer suggestions. Remember, these videos live on their website. They live on their social media. These videos are living, working, breathing parts of their company. So we may have to adjust them and that's fine. Don't be afraid to look at it and offer some suggestions, right? Um, you wanna make sure that you understand their target audience and what they're trying to do so that you can, you can come in and make the suggestion. Let me see what's working. Okay, looking at your statistics, we're only getting men from the ages of 35 and 50 looking at this, but your target audience is a younger demographic. Maybe we need to create something specifically for that demographic. You'd be surprised. And I told you plenty of times I've shot for clients that wanted to reach two, two age groups and they wanted to do it with the same video. And it's almost impossible, right? Because older people like slower shots, younger people like fast pace, shaky cam, quick, quick, quick. That's right. DNA say lifetime value. That is absolutely right. So if I can create two different videos, we can go after each audience specifically. Those are things I need you to think about when you sit down with your client and they say they need a video for who, who's the video for? Because instead of one three minute video, that's people under 30 don't want to sit through. We may be better with two 60 second videos that are designed for two different audiences. And then we can specifically go after that audience. Those are that those are things that I need you to start to think about as you're working with that client. Those are things that are extremely important as you're working with that client. And those are things that will create a lifetime client. These are listen, what's my favorite thing I love? Anybody who watched this live, what do I love to hear clients say? I'll give you a second. What is my favorite thing I love to hear come out of a client mouth during a meeting? I'll give you all a second to, to, to get that. There's something I love to hear clients say.
And when they say it, I just yank on my fishing rod and I just wheel them in. You have to be in control of your of your meeting, of your sale. You have to be in control of it. Don't go in there and like we'll see, go in there and lay out what you offer. Because if it, if it addresses their pain point, it's very difficult for them to say no. Unless they simply just don't have the money. And the last time you went somewhere, bingo, the last time you went somewhere that offered you something you couldn't live without, you found the money. Or you took off items so that you could afford it. I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. When your clients say, you know what? We've been interviewing video cats all week and I never, nobody's presented that to us. We never thought about that. We've been telling people, I want video and we want a training video. And here you are presenting us with ideas that we never thought about. You know what that means? You know what they're thinking subconsciously? You know more about this than I do. I want to hire somebody that's because business owners don't want to hire people that's on their level. They want to hire subject matter experts to do something that they can't do. When I hire an editor, I want an editor that's better than me. I don't want to hire an editor that's just as good as me. I want to hire an editor that's better than me. I want to take that to the next level. I want to hire somebody on my film crew that's better. I don't want to have to teach, pay you and teach you everything. I want somebody that can walk in the door that's kicking my butt. That's an investment. And if they're just saying, we need a video here, we're really just hiring you to show up and film and press the record button. They feel like I can learn how to, my iPhone can almost do that. It's hard for me to justify a price. If you're doing, you know, you're just showing up with fancier equipment to do what I can do. When you make clients think about it, when you make clients say, you know what? Wow. Um, that's we we didn't nobody brought that up. We didn't we didn't kick that around. That's that's brilliant. I, I don't even know how you gosh, what, what, you know, you know your stuff. When you make clients feel like that, think like that, look at you like that. Your value just went through the roof. Now you can get the price you want. Don't believe me. Try it. I challenge you. Next time you're in a, in a session, you're talking to a client. Make them make them say, I never thought about that as much as you as much as possible. And watch whatever price you say, they're like, let's go. The problem is a lot of people go into these sessions making clients say, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, OK. Instead of. Man, you know what? That's brilliant. Like, I never even thought about going at 10 different. Wow. So you mean we can get our point across in shorter videos instead of doing one 10 minute video? You mean we can create one video and have it and do a voiceover instead of having Fred talk? We can do a voiceover and then create that one video in multiple languages so that our whole workforce can properly understand the communication. I never thought about that. You mean we can write the script in segments? So we can then get those segments translated and then overlay that audio on those on those clips, on that graphics, on those graphics. I, I never thought about that. Try it. Try it. Blow your client away. Provide them with value. Provide them with value they didn't see coming. Provide them with more than they think you can provide. And watch your price go up. 
Now, let's get back to the subject at hand because it's real important that you guys are are um, thinking of ways to bring your client back. One of the ways I usually do, like I said, is we do a video checkup 30 days after. Guess what our next checkup is? 90 days after. Guess what our next checkup is? 180 days after. Those go in the calendar when we deliver the final video. We want to see, plus listen, let's say we call them back 90 days later or 180 days later. And they have, they're like, we're good, right? We're good. Everything was great. It was, it was, wow. You're either going to find one or two things, right? You're either going to get a client that's ecstatic with the product. It blew them away. It did everything you promised them to do. They're ready to shoot another one. You're going to either get a client that it didn't go as well. It, the product was great, but for some reason we, you know, we posted it. We just didn't get the traction, yada, yada, yada. That is an opportunity for you. That is an opportunity for you to not only upsell, but to regain the trust of that client and learn from your mistakes. It may not be your mistake. Your mistake may be just emailing a file to a client and not providing instructions on what to do next. That may have been your mistake. Your mistake may not have been selling them what they needed to capitalize on the content, right? Some, some restaurants don't get return customers simply because they don't put napkins in the bag, simply because they don't, you get home and you ain't got a spoon. You ever get Chinese food or something, you get home and they didn't put a spoon in the bag, you got a drawer full of spoons, but it still rubs you the wrong way. You didn't get enough soy sauce, it still rubs you the wrong way. You didn't get enough sweet and sour sauce, it still rubs you the wrong way. They did everything right, but they didn't include the stuff you needed to take advantage of what they offer. People forget about that. That, that that's in the post-production as well. People, they, they edit a video, send it and say, see you later. The client is sitting there with that video. Like, I guess I, 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 I got it. Looks great. Um, yeah, I guess we can. Yeah, this, it looks good. We're good. No, I, my goal is for you to be successful as a content creator for you. My goal is to help you be successful. There's a lot after delivering that video that needs to take place. There's a, there's a, there's a lot that, that needs to take place. Um, foodie media. So I'm sorry for Thursday. I have my first meeting with a high, high end restaurant. I'm definitely applying some of these. Never thought about this. That's what I've been learning. Big shout out to Mario, go-go mode. So these are things I want you to keep in mind. Found you just yesterday, not a photographer, but an animator. Your info is gold. This applies to animators as well. Anybody who create content, this works for you. You're absolutely right. Just got me a university as a beta client. I have my first meeting with them this week. That's one phrase I want to hear. Let me tell you something working with, with universities, right? One big thing. When working with universities, from my experience of working with, I work with University of Kentucky, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm here in Dallas. They called me, yes. Um, a lot of Dallas um, uh, colleges, I'm going to tell you a big thing with them, and I'm going to tell you how to double your money with the university and still offer them something great, right? Ask who their target audience is. Is it for the parents? Is it for the students? That should be two separate videos. We should never do one video to, to appeal to both. What, think about it. Like what? Think about a song. It's, it's very few songs that your mother 
and you like equally. You're just two different generations. There may be some old school stuff that you grew up listening and she was playing, but there's very few brand new songs that come out and your mama like, that's my jam. And you like, that's my jam. You guys are just completely different generations. Your mama don't listen to Migos. She not a Nickelback fan. She not. She may be a Guns N' Roses fan, like, but she not a, she may be a Stevie Wonder, but she not listening to something that just, you know, they like, oh, music is terrible. You guys are just different. So why try to capture both with one song? Create two songs. Create two songs. 3G, I appreciate your support. I definitely appreciate your support. So those are things that you want to, you want to make sure that you are, you know, you're paying attention to. You want to make sure that you are paying attention to that. You have the opportunity to upsell. A lot of people just never thought about it or don't know how. So again, let's go back. I'm a photographer, right? I'm selling headshots. I'm selling group shots. Let me tell you what's really big on group shots. And this just happened to me a week ago. I love doing group shots for clients. I'm going to tell you why. Because groups usually change. They change about every 90 days. And a lot of clients are like, you know what? We're going to leave that picture on the website, man. We didn't lost two people. We didn't hire two people. I ain't, I ain't got time to figure out what's what. So you know what I do every time I do a group portrait? I contact them. Usually 60 to 90 days after I deliver it. Hey, how's everything going? Just to let you know, we're offering a discount on updated group folder. Perfect, because we got such and such out. We got this new person, this part. Literally, this just happened to me. I just did group shots and headshots for a client 30 days ago. The staff has changed. We offer them a discount. Because we bring all of our equipment, we shoot, you know, with our own backdrops. We can recreate the image easily. We can recreate it. It's not a problem. But because I checked in with that client who already had this on their mind, but they had so much, they was either understaffed, they training, they, they had so much on their mind for us to call in with, with a discount. Mind blowing. Wow, man. You know, we just brought in three new people. Man, this would be perfect. When can you do it? They already know the price. They already know the quality. You should be checking up with your, with your headshot people. You should be checking up with them all the time, especially on groups. Groups, I love doing groups. I would almost, if I had a if I had a, a company that wanted to do 10 or more headshots, 20 headshots, sometimes I'll throw in a group picture. I'll mention it. Have you guys thought about a group picture? Because I know group images change. They always change. I know that for sure. So you want to make sure that these are things that you're thinking about long term. You're thinking about the lifetime value of that client and you want to create the opportunity to upsell that client. Now, when I come back to do group shots, I may talk about video. I may talk about lifestyle shots. I may talk about, all, you know, just different things that we can offer the client. Those are things I definitely want you to think about. And I think a lot of people aren't thinking about that. They're thinking about a one time I'm in and I'm out peace. One time client don't 
you're cutting yourself short. You're definitely cutting yourself short. So as you grow this business, I need you to think about that, right? Because when you bring in a, see, and this is, people wonder like, well, how do I leave my job? And I'm scared I'm going to go into this business and I'm scared I got, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make it. And you will make it. If you can get 20 good customers and you know how to follow up with them, they'll keep you busy all year. You don't need 50 new customers a month. That's the, that's kind of the the myth of going into business that you need 50 new customers a month. I got to go out here and sell every day and get, no, if you learn how to work one customer, they'll pay you throughout the year and you just layer it and layer it and layer it. I don't, I, when I left my job, I didn't have 50 clients a month. I had about 50 clients a year. They just kept calling me back. They were filling up my calendar. I made sure that I gave them the best customer service I could. I made sure I took care of them because they took care of me. And guess what? During the pandemic, it wasn't new customers that, that kept me afloat. It was people like, you know what? You've been rocking with us. Let me let me pull some budget out. And we gonna, we need to do this, that, and the other. They Those are the guys that rock with me. And I'm, and I'm just being real with you. Those are the guys that was like, you know what? You're a small business. I know you're going through it. We're going to film something. We need to put out something. Those are the ones that kept calling me. That felt like they knew me. They were the ones that even they got so comfortable, they taking off mad. I'm like, whoa, I don't know you like that. I'm keeping my mask on. But those are the ones that are lifetime clients that just, that work with me through that that those ups and downs, regardless of how their business was. They knew they carved out a budget for that year and they spent it. So that's why it's important to to build those connections. It's important to understand how to satisfy the client you have. It's more valuable than going to get a new client. What they say is cheaper to keep her. All the old school cats know that. So sometimes it's better to do that. Keep that in mind. That's, those are things that I want to make sure that you you guys are thinking about as you go into business. Because a lot of people got this mentality that I'm just going to get 50 million people and I'm just going to close 50 million clients. And where the clients at? Where the customers at? You left them back there. Where are the 10, where's the 10 customers you worked with last year? Where, what are they doing? They don't need video no more. They don't need pictures no more. They don't need content no more. Or... Did you not provide great customer service? Did you not provide a great product? Did you not provide a lot of value? A lot of value alone will bring people back. That's that is the key to what McDonald's do. You go back to McDonald's because you can get a whole lot in the combo meal for three dollars. You don't go back because the food is delicious. You don't go back because no other reasons. The toy and the Happy Meal is great. You go back because they fast. They consistent. And they cheap. You get a whole lot. Those three things are more important than the taste of a burger. If anybody's watched this channel, then you understand that. Those three things are more important than the taste of that burger. Because you got mom and pop shop down the street that makes the best burger in the city. That's $8. They got triple bacon and a fat patty and homemade bread. With the, it is the best burger in the world. And they begging you to get one. You know that burger tastes better than McDonald's burger. You're fully aware of it. 
it actually looks like what it looks like in the picture. When you get that burger in your table, it look better than the picture. McDonald's is never the case. But McDonald's is a business. Mom and pop just want to make dope food. They were like, we make a good food. We're going to sell it. McDonald's is like, nah, we're about that bag. And we understand that people don't care about taste like they think they do or like they say they do. They care about convenience. It's the same everywhere. They care about um, how fast I can get it. I know I can pull up in the drive through and leave out. My kids ain't got to be. Yada, and they care about value and price. You're looking out in the super chat, babe. So keep that in mind. I, I need to come on out there, babe. He said, we, he said, we need you when we go to Puerto Rico. You ain't got to ask me twice. Let me get on Southwest.com and look up the prices. So um, Mr. B says, do you follow up with an actual phone call or email? Always a phone call. Don't, don't treat your good customers with an email. Don't do it. You know how mad you would be if you if you bought a car and your dealership sent you an email like, hey, you get a free oil change, but you got to get it in April and you open that email in May. You'd be pissed. Listen, people, they want be personable, right? Give people that the respect and value is when you deal with a person. When you call a company and you hear, please press one to do you feel better than if you hear somebody say, hey, thank you for calling such and such. How may I help you? Which one makes you feel better? That's a no brainer, right? You feel better when you speak to a person. T-Mobile has gotten so good at it and they've been ranked number one in customer service because they make you feel like, wow, like they, they, they address you by name. Hey, Ty, thanks for calling T-Mobile. You know, even if they giving you bad news, your bill, we saw that your bill is overdue. What do they say next? Do you need some time paying it? Like, dang, these guys are the truth. No, I'm going to pay it today just because y'all gave me time. It's all about customer service. That keeps you with that company. Customer service is a big part of your business. If you're not focused on it, if you haven't thought about it, if you haven't paid attention to it, customer service is a huge part of your business. If you're not dedicating time and dedicating a part of your success to your customer service, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. Don't know how that happens. See, that's what happened when you do something wrong. You get graphics. So it's, it's extremely important that you start to think about that. It's extremely important that customer service is a part of your success story. Because a lot of people just feel like, here, here, man, you good, here go your video. All right, on to the next. No, work on that client. Um, how do you research your clients? Through LinkedIn? And what is your most useful approach? FMF state says. Okay, so usually clients come to me. I'm where they look. I don't, I'm not going after people. That's, oh, that's not, a, that's not a, a useful business model, right? McDonald's not knocking on your door. McDonald's is not knocking on your door. McDonald's is where you look. Every corner, right? When clients come to me, when they fill out information to, to speak to me, they provide me with enough information to do the research. I take advantage of that. So that is, you know, that's how you do it. You're not hawking down people. There's, listen, let me be real with you. There is no way in this world for you to know when a client 
is in a buying process. When they think, hey, I got a problem. Video solves that problem. I want to hire somebody. You can't catch them right there. It's impossible. There, there's no psychic in the world that can be like, you know what? These guys over here at this, uh, at this, as this janitorial service, they, I feel like they need video right now. In fact, call, ask for Mark. He in a learning and development department. He need to, there's no way for you to know that. It's impossible. That is, that is, and I'm going to be real with you. That is business day one. The goal is to be where they look. Build your brand to be where they look and to have proof. Don't go hunt. You can't hunt clients. Clients come looking for you to find people that's in that right box. That's ready to buy. Cause you don't listen. A lot of people fail or they give up in business because they're chasing people down, trying to convince them how video will help your business for only $10,000. They don't care. They're like, what? That's like me right now. If I chased you down and convinced you that a light inside your toilet at night will help the kids not, you really need this LED light to go. You're like, what? I didn't think, man, I'm, I'm eating. Like, I don't, who, like, bro, get out of here with that. Like, go find some. That's infomercials. That's TV. People go to the QVC because they're ready to buy. They don't turn to that channel. Some people just watch it. A lot of people are ready to buy. But what you want to do because you offer a service in the shape of a product, you want to be where they look. You'll have way more success. It's difficult convincing somebody to buy a car when they're not in the market to buy a car. They may not even have their credit score. Nothing. It, things may not line up for them. Do it happen? Yes. Is it an efficient way of doing business, especially when you're starting off? No. Stop chasing clients. Be where they look. Website, their SEO, they're looking on Google. Where are people that's ready to buy? I want any I want to run an emergency room. I want to deal with people that's bleeding, that needs emergency service. That's what I want to deal with. I don't want people that's walking around perfectly fine. I don't want to be like, come in here and let's do your blood work. Let me check on you. Nope. I want people that's like, ah, come on in. Come on in. I got you. Just pat you up. Boom, boom, boom. They ready to, I don't care what it costs. Just get the bullet out of me. I just want to let, bet. Let's go. I got you. Let's go. That's what I want. Think You think this is a bad idea? Look around at how many emergency rooms are popping up in your area. Tell me there ain't money in it. Go look at all the emergency rooms popping up. That ain't hospitals. It's ironic. But it's a serious business model there. Very, it's it's very, it's very competitive right now. But as a business, you should be where people are looking. Stop chasing people. Um, let's let's see. Great question. If a client wants you to do something out of your niche, do you add something to the contract? To cover you, I told them I don't really do time lapses, but I don't want to miss out on that opportunity. Okay. Hire somebody. Okay, listen to what you do. Hire somebody that can do it well, make a profit, make profit off of it. There you go. Really simple. If somebody ever asks you to do something you don't know how to do, hire an expert. Say, give me a second. Let me put the, let me add this to the proposal or see what this will add to the price. Find somebody that does it really well. See what they'll charge you to do it and then make a profit. It's a win-win situation.
client get what they want. You provide it at a level that's outstanding. Contractor get paid. You make more money. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Too easy. I love it when a client needs that. I don't do makeup, but I have contractors that do makeup. I have a set price for those contractors. I know what to charge. I'm always going to make a profit. You should never bring anybody in as a contractor or anything and let the client get it at cost. Unless you're unless you're being nice and you're doing it and you're willing to eat that or whatever, like you can make the judgment call. However, on a standard client, I'm going to make a profit. That profit's going to usually be above 50%. Delegate it. You're right, Eric. Delegate it. But make money off of it. Always make money off of it. Always make money off every move you make in business. It's business. That's right. You see that? 82 watching, only 32 likes. That's how, that's how you know, man. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. Because I know, I know 82 learning something. So those are those are things I want to make sure. Let me put this back on the screen because I'm keep I keep getting messages. Um, those are things I want to make sure I'm I'm offering my client. Those are, a lot of my upsells are contracted jobs. Period. I'm not trying to do everything. I want to focus on what I'm doing and bring in experts to do other things because overall my brand looks better, right? Coca-Cola didn't get in the business of delivering bottles. They got in the business of making Coca-Cola. They outsourced the delivery and they outsourced the manufacturing of Coca-Cola. They just sell syrup. A lot of people don't know that. Coca-Cola, the big company Coca-Cola that's worth billions is different than Coca-Cola bottling company. Two different things. Look it up. Coca-Cola just sells syrup. We got the special sauce. You add the seltzer water to it the way we tell you to. You bottle it and you sell it. We don't even want to do that. We, we cool with just selling the syrup. The markup in the syrup is absolutely outrageous. And we're going to sell it directly to McDonald's and all of those guys. Pepsi kind of do the same thing. In fact, they bought restaurants just to sell Pepsi. They used to own Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, a few companies like that. Just to make sure you got Pepsi. They ended up selling them years ago, but... Look, do your research on how companies operate. Thanks for the gym. Loves from, from Kenya, Africa. I got to get over there one day. Um, is it, isn't the problem with offering discounts that the clients would just want, wait for them? Or can you upsell through that? Uh, yes, Mr. Biags. So the thing is this. Discounts can be limited time offers. Discounts can have, you, you're the boss, you get to make it how you, discounts can come when they spend a certain amount. Discounts can come in any way you want. You can create urgency with a discount. Discounts can happen however you want it to happen. You just make sure it's beneficial to you. No company offers you a discount that, that's not beneficial to them. As a consumer, we don't see it. Man, how they offer them buy one, get one free? The profit margins in one is so great that they can give you two of them for the price of one and still make profit. Like buy one, get one half off. Oh man, they're killing y'all. They're killing y'all with that. But they're still making 80% profit. They're still making big profits. Any company that offer any discount still makes a large amount of profit. 
So as a business, those are things that will happen for you as well. Limited time offers are big. So when you work with clients and clients continue to work with you, reward them for their loyalty. I'm not saying it got to be a discount. It may be something you throw in. There are little things that I can throw in that cost me nothing, right? There's little things that I can throw in that cost me nothing. Like a teleprompter, cost me nothing. Adding a slider, cost me nothing. There's little things that cost me nothing that I can give the client to add value to the project. Cost me nothing. For me to do closed captioning, for me to do subtitling, a dollar a minute, two minute video, I'll add that. That is a, a, a $200 value. Cost me nothing. Just like that oil change, cost the dealership little to nothing to have the opportunity to put you in a new car every year. Three years of oil changes? By year three? You're looking for something new. If it's a lease, oh, year three, free maintenance throughout the whole lease. We want to make sure we keep this relationship with you. So when it's time to turn in your lease and get another one, you're back here with us. And we get to check on the car and make sure the car is in great shape so we can get the next seller ready to buy it. But we're going to make sure we keep this relationship with you going. Send your Christmas cards, everything. Here's a water when you, everything. Lifetime value of that customer. As a business owner, that should be very important to you. The lifetime value of a customer is more important than bringing in new clients, unless you don't have any clients. But if you got a client, the lifetime, because they're going to bring you, customers you treat good for life, they're going to bring you five clients, six clients, per year most times. Treat that client good. Take care of them. Do what you got to do. Because if they feel love, they're going to spread it. They're going to They're going to do more for you than any advertising you can do. When a client say, I bought this and I absolutely love it. I can't live without it. Best decision I ever made. When they tell their friends and family, they're coming to you. Dentists hang with dentists. Doctors hang with doctors. Business owners hang with business owners. They have a circle. They have a group. They go to conferences. They're part of a community. When one say you the best thing since sliced bread, this is who you should go with. Other ones will hear that and start to work with you. Now you have a network of, do of doctors or dentists or whatever your niche is that only work with you. That's just, you do something for one, they all want it. You do something for this one, they all want it. You do something like you just, you are constantly working. It's, it's the best way to be in business. Like what you do, it's a great thing to do. You want to make sure you, you start to think about that. Slate start productions. Good looking out on the super chat. What happens when you hire a second shooter and they cancel at the last minute? I always have a backup second shooter. I always have a backup second shooter. Um, cover yourself by having somebody that's available. If this person does not, does not go. And if they don't have a valid reason, don't hire them again. My company is getting more clients than we can than we can serve. I'm struggling to hire good people. Any advice would be worth it. Pay more. Pay more. Right? The the problem usually isn't finding good people. The problem is finding good people at a price you want to pay. Offer more value for the position. You'll bring in more people. So, 
Um, definitely. You always want to. You always want to increase the pay. That just means your price go up. If you got more clients, you can get to your prices are probably too low. Up your prices a little bit. You'll make more. You can pay more. Life's great. And if and if you're that high in demand, people are absolutely fine with paying more for it. That's why they pay more for Apple devices than Windows devices. It just it is what it is. Um. Let me make sure of that 360 says, oh, his phone service changed the game. 10 100 Media says, do you think Calendarly, what is it, Calendly? I never heard of that company. Is a good thing to have on your website opposed to traditional contact form. Oh, I know what it is. It has the ability to set up meeting and Zoom calls. Yes. If a client can go set up a time and call with you, perfect. Um, just make sure that you live and die on that calendar. The last thing I want to do is have an appointment pop up in the middle of a vacation or something or while I'm doing something else or shoots. It is it is a great method. We've used it before. We went back to more of a manual approach, but yes, it, it definitely works. So um, you, you always want to cover yourself with that with having a second shooter. But up the prices. Always you want to if you got if you got more business than you can handle, but you don't have the funds to grow that business, you're charging way too little more business. You should open up more funds to bring in more people. If it isn't a steady incline, the, the choking point is in your prices. You're offering too much value and that's nothing wrong with that. You just got to bring the price up to accommodate that because you should have the ability to upscale. Um especially in, in an area where you can go on HoneyBook, um, Thumbtack or, or Upwork or any of the hiring sites and find you other qualified videographers, photographers, colorists, editors. It's a lot of them. You can go on our Facebook group and find a bunch of people to help edit with stuff if, you, if the price is right. But it, it all starts with the price. If you're charging $500 a video, it's not going to be there. So make sure you up the prices. Definitely make sure you up the prices. Few things I want to also say, and, and and as you grow, right? As you grow, these are things that you're going to think about. These are these are people forget about. They forget about the problems you have by not getting clients and that part of it. There's a problem when you get too much. There's a problem with growing and expanding and getting bigger. That's those are we call good problems to have, but they exist. You need to be prepared for them. And a lot of times, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people who get, got businesses and we got a lot of business. I'm just, oh, man, I'm all over the place. I don't got time. I want to do this. I really ain't got time. The problem is they're not charging enough to, to give them enough money to throw at the problems. Does that make sense? They're not they're not the, the, the profit margins aren't correct. The profit margins are aren't good enough where. You can take that money and fix problems with it and still pay yourself and still save money for the business. Your profit margins aren't right. So you're, you're under, you're underpaying yourself. You should always have enough money to bring in more people at a good rate, bring in more talent. If your profit margins aren't where they, their profit margins are 20, 30%, you're not going to make it. They need to be 70, 90, 150. They need to be big profit margins. If they're not, 
you're not going to make it. There are companies that blew up too fast and collapsed, imploded because they didn't have enough profit to build out their brand in a way, their company in a way where they were able to bring in quality talent so that they can continue. You ever see something that was great when it was small and then it blew up and then it was just trash. It just, the quality just went downhill, right? They franchised too much. The quality went bad. When it was one or two locations, it was great. But now that it's 20, the food isn't as good anymore. Profit margins weren't the best. Jason asks, I don't know if you can answer if if you can answer this, but what's your process on figuring out a client's real needs so that you can maximize value? Literally have that conversation with them. Literally asking them questions. Literally, literally finding out why do you you say you want a video for X, Y, and Z? I literally ask clients, what made you come to that conclusion? What made you decide video is the answer? Let them talk. Well, we think that because, you know, we we want to train people and we want to, you know, be able to keep it consistent because we were bringing in trainers and we want people to learn from home. Let them tell you. They'll tell you what their true problem is. Always ask people that come to you and say, I need a video. What? Why did you choose video? I need headshots. What, guys, what made you guys decide you need headshots? Well, our old headshots, we didn't like them because because I'm going to tell you. A lot of people get headshots because they didn't like the old one. It ain't because the pictures is old. Those are things you need to think about. Now I can offer you a higher quality headshot. The last guy did black background, regular headshots. We do it. We can do. We have executive level headshots, shallow depth of field. We do a little more skin touching up, teeth whitening. Now I just upsold you on headshots when you were really just going to buy my regular headshot package. Think about that. Um, you are in the right niche. I had two potential clients ask for vastly different videos. It stressed me out, especially because I'm primarily a one-man shooter. I'd rather stick to one. Thank you, sir. Bring in help, right? Two, two vastly different videos. If they're within the same niche, it's perfect. But understand your pain points. Understand their pain points. Just because they say, I need a video of a car. I, I got a car wash. I need a video of a car coming through. And then at the end, they say, call us. for Find out what their pain points are. They may need two totally different videos. They may need a video on why high-end cars do well in our touchless car wash. And how they specialize and they have the special equipment that can clean all the cracks and crevices in your rims. Understand what their pain points are. And provide, write the prescription. Write the prescription. Don't don't just give a one size fit all drugs. Write the prescription. How do you find quality second shooters? I look for certain things in people demo reels, right? I ask, what part of this did you have? Because if I brought coffee on set and we filmed the Matrix, Matrix is going on most people demo reel. Oh, I was a part of this project. I was a part. What did you do? Where's the before and after? And the, and, the, and the course that I have, I talk a lot about the before and after, why that's important. Um, where's my dog? What's the name? I talk a whole lot about, in this course here, I talk a whole lot about why before and after is important. Why it's important in your demo reel to show the building process. 
show the clip of the scene, then show the light setup, then show the talent there, then show what it looked like after you got it all together. Sh tell the client that you're responsible for this look. Sell yourself. Y'all just got demo reels with just sound and music. The client don't know what you did. You know who do a really good job at this? Colorist. Colorist demo reels do a really good job because they'll show raw, then they'll show color correction, then they'll show color grade. Videographers and photographers, for some reason, just want to hit you with a final product. Product. They don't understand the benefit of showing the process. As a colorist, you don't care about what they're editing on. Somebody that's hiring you to create video, they want to see a behind the scenes shots with four cameras, a boom pole and all. They want to see it. Because in their mind, they think you about to come up with a cell phone and do this. I, they don't understand why that's $10,000. But if they see a complete set with five and six guys in uniforms, a guy holding a boom pole, working with knobs on his belt, they see reflected light, bounce light. They see this whole setup, and then they see it go from a bad shot to a better shot to a great shot to a final shot. Then we color, they, they see that. It's value. A lot of people don't understand that. That's why your demo reel is not getting you the business you want. Because it don't show nothing. It just it, it, you, you make people watching your demo reel guess as to what you did in this. In your mind, you know, they don't know video production. They don't know. They think that movies are captured with one camera and just daylight. You know what I mean, people? Let's think about that for a second. Let's just... Let's just speak to that for a second, because I think a lot of people don't really get that. Do you know how many people outside of your industry think that there are no lights involved? Just no lights, no lights. They think that um, they think that every shot they seen is natural light. They think that people show up with a camera and they capture it. It looks that pretty on on tape. They don't understand microphones are used, hitting under clothes, boom. They think we're going to put a microphone on the camera way over here. Somebody's going to talk way over there and it's going to sound crisp and clean. They don't know about audio post-production. They don't know about color correction, color grade. They don't know about, they just don't know. They think it's one camera, a shotgun mic on the top of it. And that's how 98.5% of all video is captured. The same goes for photography. They don't think you got five, six, ten flashes. They don't think that you're bouncing light. They don't think that you're lighting the background. They don't think that you're using accent lights and hair lights. They don't know about none of that. They think you're going to show up with one camera. They don't know about grip trucks and all this stuff that it takes to get this image. Your demo reel don't show none of that. Your demo reel helps confirm that it's a one-man band because all they see is you, your camera, and the final product. They don't know what goes into capturing great content. And if your demo reel don't display that, you look like you should be charging $25 an hour and that's it. But when your demo reel speaks to the fact that there's a whole crew, that there we got to set all this up and there's layers to it, now you look valuable. You know who else did a great job at this? Showing this, displaying this? Car companies, Right? Car companies always show you assembly lines. They show you how many people put your car together. That shows value. Look at where we started.
We started with just a frame. We built it. We designed it. They talk about research and development. They talk about years of engineering when they start, they show a guy shaping a huge clay bar into a car. They show the process. If it's a hand built car, they show guys hand building it. They show people stitching it in the factory. It shows value. Really high end clothes from Italy. Show people hand stitching it. They're cutting it from material shows value. But you want to sell your content creation ability by just showing a final product. That is why clients don't want to pay you what you feel you're worth. Period. You know who else do a great job at this? A lot of small companies you don't think about. Subway. Right there in front of you. They build that sandwich. What you want on it? Bloop. You can see it come together. You can see your $5 just sliced up. My $5 for my foot long. I see why I call. I get it right there. They're building it right in front of you. Boom, bang, pow. I feel good about spending this $5. Even though I could have got a whole burger for a dollar, I'm going to give you five because I see it's handmade. I was working for a big chain that used to put that their burgers were handmade. What burger is not handmade? Well, we got to display that. Like, why is that? But it makes sense because people pay more for handmade. What burger is not handmade? But because they say it, it's a high-end burger. So those are things I need you to think about when it comes to showing value. A lot of y'all demo reels, it's working against you. It's making you look cheap. It's making the client say, well, why should I pay them extra? Why should I pay them more than the last guys? The last guys footage look better. You could have, your footage may not be as good. You may not have shots of the Grand Canyon and all this other pretty dope stuff. But if you can show the process, if you can make the client feel like, wow, we're getting all of this, your prices can reflect that. A lot of y'all don't do that. Y'all just like, here's a pretty picture. Here's a kid in the park. This is what you get. Jason, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, Ty, have you noticed showing up with more than one shooter, clients feel like they're getting more value from that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will pay a guy to hold a freaking light pole because the cost for the client just doubled. They feel like they're getting way more quality with two people. Think about it like this. If you you ever got your car worked on, if it was two mechanics working on it, you feel like it's going to be faster. It may not be. You ever you ever go someplace and have two servers? You ever go and get your car washed and there's two people drying it? You feel like you're getting more. Even though they're both using one hand. You could have had one guy with two hands on it. They're both using one hand. Second shooters always feel like more value. More people is more value. Little areas, companies have noticed this, right? drive throughs They're starting to have two, three windows now. You feel like you're getting more value. You ever go through Chick-fil-A? They have people way outside. Wait, hi, what's your name? Take your order. You go up to the next window. You're, you're such and such, right? Yeah, your order's coming right up. Okay. You just It feels better when you got more people. You feel like your order's not going to be messed up. It's worth what you're spending. It feels better when there's more people involved in your project. Even if your project is a freaking $5 chicken sandwich, it's more value. Subconsciously, it just feels better. You go to the hospital, it's three doctors in there trying to figure out what's the problem instead of one. It feels better. There's always more value in that. More more attention is more value. 
because you feel like they can't get it wrong if there's three or four people there. Oh, yes, without a doubt. Being able to break down the value um, brings in a way that that eases that is easy to understand and address pain points to the client goal, right? Or is it more detailed than that? You want to understand their goals so that you can create something specifically for their problem. You want to make sure you fully understand what they have a problem with so that you can write a prescription. Remember, we're writing prescriptions. When I say writing prescriptions, it means we're understanding the problem and we're specifically picking something in our toolbox that's made to fix that problem. It's not a one size fit all. Hey, it ain't a Tylenol. It's a whatever, whatever. These are really good with helping with, you know, itchy knees. This is, you know, I'm gonna write a prescription for this because your knees itch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just be like, get some gold bond, put some. No, I got this special whatever cream that's designed for itchy knees. It helps with that. You go look up the medication. They use this crap for everything. They use it for missing hair. They use it for all kind of crap. But he understand that this does fix that problem, but he make it seem real special for you. Go look up some of the drugs that's in your, your medicine cabinet, right? It fixes the issue that you have, but look at everything else it fixed. You'd be surprised. Uh, Viagra was not, it's not sold for what it was designed to originally do. What Viagra, it, what it does is a side effect of what it was designed to do. Do the research on it. Um, Bring second shooters from behind the scenes. It's so worth it. I agree. Do you recommend using high school interns to help on shoots after giving them proper training? Yes and no. For high-end shoots, um, no. I, I don't. There is a time and place to help people, to train people, to, to help them grow, to work them in. But you'll get to a point where your clients become high-end shoots and you don't have time to train on the job. I need somebody that can help me do it and do it fast. I need somebody that can do it. I don't always need somebody I can train. For me, the value isn't there. And the reason people go that route is because it's free. My profit margins are right. So free is not valuable to me. Getting it right is value is more valuable than free. Because my profit margins are there. I need somebody that's going to do it right. I don't need somebody that's going to do it for free. I'm just I'm just past that level. And I'm willing to pay to have it done right. And that's like with everything in my life. I'm willing to pay. If you say the cost is this, I'm willing to pay it. But I want it done right. If it's not done right, we got a problem. Because I'm not asking you for a discount. I'm not asking you. I'm saying I'm going to pay it. But I want it done right. That's just where I am in life right now. There was a time I was bringing on a lot of interns and I don't know if it was always worth it. If, if you're starting off, if you're just getting started, it may be right. Like it, it, It's not a bad thing. There, there may be a time and place for it. I'm just currently not. I'm just currently not there. If I got a client like a Samsung or a Verizon, I don't want to be teaching somebody. I want people to look like they know what they're doing. When, when that van open up and my troops jump out, I don't got time to teach people how to stack and breach and clear a house. I need SWAT team members that's in there shooting. I need soldiers that know what to do, that know hand signals, that know, you know, 
standard operating procedures. I don't, I can't train you on the battlefield right now. Now, sometimes I'll get people and train them up so that when we go out, we're cool, but I need people who have a passion for this that want to learn stuff even when I'm not teaching. That's just me. So with that being said, we're going to get ready to wrap. Listen, remember, we're going to go back to the original topic for the day. We'll go back to the original thing. You want to make sure that you have follow-up times for your clients so that you can check on the project. You can offer great customer service. You can have the ability to upsell. You can plant the seed. You can continue to grow the lifetime value of that client. That client is worth more than that one time, one hitter, quitter, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, however you want to do it. That client is worth more than that. The lifetime value of your client is extremely important. Go back and look at your previous sales. I guarantee you there's more sales in it. You have to go back and continue to develop those relationships. Also, you'll find out what you weren't as you weren't that great with. There's a lot of things that clients may have gotten a video from you or photography from you. And you just, it was things that just didn't, wasn't the best. They may be on the neutral side and that's not good enough. I want you to, I want you to talk about my business and love what we do to the point where you're telling everybody all the time, right? I want you to, I want to leave a client super happy. Good looking out, Jason. He said, man, I don't know why you get more love on YouTube. Kind of glad I'm taking these nuggets. Absolutely. We're going we gonna to get that straight one day. I want your clients to, your clients, listen, if you got a lot of clients, you don't need a lot of marketing. They're going to do the marketing for you. If you got a lot of clients, they're going to talk about you like crazy, right? You promote what you love. You don't promote what you don't like. You don't promote what you're neutral about. You promote what you love. That's why you post a lot of pictures of your kids. That's why if you got a car, that's great. You post a lot of pictures of it. Think about the stuff you talk about, you brag about, you push forward. It's things that you absolutely are ecstatic with. Things that you can't live without. Be that for your client. Be that for their business. And they will market you more than anybody. And nobody can market your business better than somebody who has bought from you, who has digested your content and bought from you. People who've taken the master course or any course I provide can tell you, I don't got to tell you. I don't got to say nothing. Coming from me sounds like a sales pitch. Coming from them is the truth. Let them tell you. I'm not going to say nothing. People who watch the channel and watch it live, they can tell you, I got this, I got X, Y, and Z for watching Ty. I don't got to tell you nothing. You can ask them because if I sell you, if I tell you it sounds salesy, even though I'm telling you the same thing, they're going to tell you, even though I'm telling you the truth, let them tell you. Because coming from me, people are like, I don't know. But if I get 10 people up here who say, yo, this is life changing. This, it ain't even, don't even think about it. Do If I get 10 people to say that, it is what it is. I don't, I don't have to say it. There you go. The, the Eric said, I do it all the time. Let them, t- let them tell you. I don't got to say nothing. If it's true, if it's the other way around, if I get 10 people to say it's trash, don't do it. It's trash. It is what it is. It is what it is. But the goal is to have 
10, 20 people that you really take care of. You got to you gotta actually put in the work. You got to actually put in the work, though. Good looking out on the Super Chat. Stevens, good looking. I appreciate it. He said, I appreciate your, your content. Thanks for dropping diamonds. If you, get, if you get people who really rock with you, you don't got to say nothing. But you got to provide that value. People wouldn't, people wouldn't come on here and say stuff like that if they ain't taking what I'm telling them and they're implementing it. People, people wouldn't come on here and say stuff like that. If they're not, if they're not pulling stuff from this, taking it back to their business, like, whoa, that worked. Okay, let me go back. It just don't work like that. I'm not paying people to come on here and say good stuff. I'm just giving you value. I'm just I'm helping you implement it. Eric said, I like to I like to share my results from the class because I feel like the information changed the trajectory of my business. And I want everybody else to benefit from it. That's him. I've been saying that for months. But to hear it from somebody else that I that I've never met physically in life is more valuable. Because he don't have a, he don't have a reason to lie for me. He don't have a reason to make up stuff. He don't have a reason to come on here. He could be doing something else right now. He's tuned in, him and his wife, and they're just like, look, this it is what it is. Take care of your people. Take care of your clients. And your clients will take care of you. You should be looking at ways to continue to offer them value. My goal is to, for people to be successful. My goal is to help people change their life. Period. I, I get high off the wins. When people come back, like, like Mario say, man, I got a high-end client. I'm a gold member. I got a high-end client. I'm, that's what I love. That helps me sleep at night. That's, man, that is, I love it. Do that for your client. Gardi said, hey, brother, got a quick question. New business owner um, that started a while ago but haven't had much in the way of upward progress. Where do I start with your content? Thank you again. Um, as far as as far as online content, the lives are great. As far as paid courses, that's where you start. That's where you start. That's the one that gets you right. All right. All right, guys, it's been a good day. Um, listen, I want to say a few other, other other few things. We do this twice a week. Thursdays, we do gold member. Tuesdays is available to everybody. Gold members, sit tight. I'm just going to say this. July is going to be a really crazy month. July is going to be a really crazy month. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say for y'all. Because, uh... I keep the brass knuckles close by because we throat punching. We throat punching on a whole new level in July. I just want to put that out there. Keep that in mind. Um, Yeah, stay safe. Be careful. Enjoy your summer. I will see you guys. Gold members, I'll see y'all Thursday. We're going to do a private one. We're going back private because there's some things I got to talk about. Um, everybody, if you've learned something, I'm going to ask that in the comments, just post what you learned. That's all. One sentence. Hey, man, today I learned X, Y, and Z. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Just, just post what you learned. That's it. All right, guys. You all stay safe. I will see you guys in the next video. 
You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.